What's up, former party people? This is Jerry, you know, the one who actually combs his hair on the A is for Alcoholic podcast. Now, if you're finding value in listening to the AIFA podcast every week and you want to support sharing it with others, we invite you to become a sustaining monthly or per show contributor. Go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. It's super easy and it only takes a quick moment. It's about as easy as buying one of those pre-cooked space chickens from the grocery store, taking it outside, giving it a big old kiss, and kicking it into traffic. <laughs> Why would you do that? Anyway, you do you, and I'll do me. Again, go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. And with that, people, let's start the show. A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. I was, I was off because I was hitting the vape real quick. I wanted to get one quick vape hidden. And then I was just like, oh shit, John knows I'm fucking around. So I'm like, five. Like, oh man. So we usually give you guys a little behind the scenes of A is for Alcoholic. We do a countdown so that we can sync up the audio later when I, when I go to edit it all. And, um, and so it's, uh, so that's right when Jerry takes that big old deep vape, you know, the one where like you, before you get on the airplane or, uh, you got to go into your, uh, therapist's yeah. office or whatever. Yeah. It's the hard Nick, the hard nicotine vape hit. Not, it's not, dr- it's not drugs. It's nicot- no. Well, it is drugs. It's nicotine, but yeah. why do I got to justify that shit? You don't have to justify shit. I'm just, I'm just, yeah. I'm just I'm discussing, me world. I'm just discussing the uh, the uh, what's happening. That's all. I mean, I don't right. care if you deep vape, but I would just feel like maybe <laughs> if they put on your like vape pen, maybe if there was like a um, like you could up the dosage for that. Like if you need a long, like if you're gonna like get right. on an airplane, you could like hit a little button, a different carb or Pop something. Pop it up a little bit, yeah. And get the get right. the deep hit, and then you like I don't know, I don't know how, or you could just wear a patch or. I don't know. It, I, or just stop being addicted to nicotine <laughs> through the use of a 12-step program and a higher power. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, spiritual fucking solution to Spiritual solutions to vaping or to not yeah. vaping. Mm-hmm. Um, so spiritual solutions is a good segue into... Um, Green Camel Press. Well, you know, <laughs> so here's the thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you. I have a story for you, Jerry. All right. I have a story, and um, it does involve Green Camel Press, so this is perfect. Mm-hmm. We'll use this as our as our sponsor. Um, I was I was at my house, and I was I gotten done, you know, doing some things around the house. I was like, you know what, I gotta go meet this guy on Monday. He doesn't know I'm coming, but I'm gonna go sell these greeting cards. Green Camel Press uh-huh. makes greeting cards. I work for them. I mean, I am them. This is me. They are me. And so I'm going to go to this place called Marissa's Fantasia. Now, <laughs> it's a gift that, shop. That's it's, it's adult no, boutique. It, oh. No, it is not an adult boutique. But it does. Now that you say it, it sounds like it, doesn't it? I've been to adult boutiques called that before. So. Fantasia. I'm no so, stranger. So one part of it is all Christmas stuff, and then the other part, it's like there's a whole section that sells Christmas stuff year round. I've only seen this scenario once before in Las Vegas, which it makes sense. But apparently it works. So so they do that, and then they have their other side of the store that does all different gifts, and you can buy tricks and trinkets and cards and sculptures yeah. and whatever. There's all kinds of stuff in there. 
So I went there last year to sell our Christmas cards, and um, they said, nope, too, you're too late in the year. Come back next next year. So I went there this afternoon, and the guy was like, yeah, I'll, I'll take some. You know, he was we were talking about it. I showed him the things. He's like, yeah, give me 50 of them. Put, put me together a variety pack. I was like, you got it, sir. I was like, that's awesome. You know, like that's super cool. Um, cause you get, I get told a no a, a lot. And yeah. sometimes people just tell me to leave. Like they're like, no, yeah. we're not interested. They're very, get the, f- <laughs> get the fuck out of here. I don't know if you've ever tried to cold, cold call or hard no, sell or I no. don't do any of that shit. No, <laughs> I'd start crying. <laughs> well, um, so, I make the sale, you know, I go back out to the car, I get the, I get the cards. And so I have to like kind of reorganize and reshuffle my bag. So I have exactly the packs for him. I don't give him too many or too few, whatever. I write him up an invoice. And so I have to go restock my bag because I'm, I'm going to go to the next place. Mm-hmm. And I walk outside and I'm like, that's fucking Tom Waits. Yeah. In and I'm Napa? like, this is in this, the town of Petaluma. And I, uh-huh. I thought he lived down in Santa Barbara, and I imagine he probably does. But, you know, I've, I've heard a few things about him living out on a farm somewhere. And I'm like, that's fucking Tom Waits. Like, I didn't, I didn't need to double take. Like, I knew, but I didn't know what to do. Because I don't want to bother the guy. I don't want right. to, you know what right. I mean? Like, I don't want to yeah. be like, hey, man, the piano has been drinking. You yeah. know, like, what am I going to say? So... I get a I get a voice message from from my girlfriend and I walk up about a half a block and I listen to it kind of just like listen to it and also give myself a few minutes to think of like if I'm going to go up to him what am I going to say and this might be my only chance to ever meet Tom Waits and you know what 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 do I do and so I was like man he he crossed the street one way so I like I went I double backed and like restocked my bag and then I was like you know what he's on the other side of the street I went into this bookstore and I talked to this guy behind the counter and I was like, man, let's just leave the guy alone, you know. He's he's just having a day with his lady that he was like holding a little dainty like paper bag, probably had some I don't know, rhinestone ring or something like that in it. Yeah. And so I talked to the other guy at the desk and he's like, "Yeah, come back tomorrow. We'll talk about cards." And as I go outside, kind of the place the next place I want to go to is across the street and there he is standing outside. And right. I'm like, I got to go, I got to go over there. That's where I was going to go anyway. So I walk up and I'm like, just go say hi, just go say hi. And, um, he's standing out there while his lady's inside the store as men often do. Like maybe he was done window shopping for the day, but right. (laughs) His wife still needed to get us something. I don't know. Right. So I just walked up and I'm, I'm a little flustered and like warm in the face. You know, I'm a little nervous. Like it's fucking Tom Waits. It's not like I'm right. No, uh, I don't know, but it just, so I just go, Mr. Waits, my name is John. I'm, I'm a really big fan. He's like, mm-hmm. And he doesn't like smile or anything. And I said, you know, also as being somebody who's sober, like you're an inspiration for that as well. Or I said something really fumbled like that. Or I said, it's right. really, it's really inspiring to be sober too, or something stupid like that. And he just said, mm-hmm. and he just kind of said, thank you. And that was it. And then I said, have right. a nice day. And I, I went away. But I got to shake the hand of the man who wrote Swordfish Trombone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and he totally, it was totally your style. He was fucking just, he had, he was wearing skinny jeans that were still kind of sagging on him a little bit. He fucking yeah. 
had the leather boots on with the cuffs up. He had it's the a rings. Cool middle aged dude style. <laughs> well, he's rings, probably right? like yeah. seventy six, but yeah. Uh, he had the denim jacket on, black. I'm seventy six <laughs> in my heart. <laughs> so um That's that's fucking badass. You should have full on just slapped him in his face. <laughs> Because he'd never forget you. He'd never forget you. <laughs> yeah, you want you want Tom Waits to remember Just, you slap him in the face. Yeah, I'm going. I'm catching a salt charge, Mr. Waits. I'm sorry. You, I, I wouldn't be doing the podcast. I'd be doing it from the fucking yeah. holding cell. You're like, thanks for getting sober. <laughs> Grateful to be here. Grateful to be sober. Grateful to be here. So that's um, great, though, man. Especially considering that you have come through both ends being inspired by that guy and, and appreciating his his art you know mm-hmm. you've been um, on both ends of it you know both i've ends been of that i think 2006 i remember being the, the very very dark time for me and um and i oh i remember and so I, I worked in this bar that was really beautiful but very cavernous like it was very tall and big and bricked and so i would light all of these candles i would like a fucking mm-hmm. seance and i would turn the lights down real low and i would just play tom waits all night long right <laughs> it was fucking depressing i remember i think i went I in there went once or twice, once or twice. when i'd come visit yeah i wasn't living in seattle yet but walking and in there and just jolly i'm pregnant hollering and, <laughs> yeah hooting and hollering you know and just you sad charlie i'm pregnant yeah exactly <laughs> and so um but yeah, man, and then to like find out that he quit drinking and like, I mean, he's been sober since. I mean, I assume that he's still sober. I couldn't right. find anything on Maybe the internet. Maybe he was just like drunk when you were talking to him, and he was like, <laughs> "Fuck the, the jigs up." <laughs> but I guess like 2006 <laughs> or something like that. So he said, "Or is it well? Well, I guess the jig is up." Mm-hmm. You know that. And you know what was funny too was like he. Um, like I've seen, I saw he was in a movie just recently with Robert Redford. So I've seen him over the years. So it wasn't right. like I was meeting somebody who I'd only seen young pictures of, and then was show like, oh god, he looks so old. I, I thought, right. oh, I was like, he looks like Tom Waits should look, man. You know, I, I wasn't right. like, I wasn't still holding on to, you know, I wasn't still thinking of some VHS copy of him on the Dick right. Cavett show or something. It was like the first time I saw Morrissey in two thousand and one, and I was like. Whoa, who's this is Morrissey's dad. <laughs> Cause I was used to like nineteen ninety-three Morrissey shit while I was watching those Smiths videotapes and that was like nineteen eighty five, eighty four mm-hmm. Morrissey. Yeah, and then he gets on there looking like his dad. Looks like Morrissey's landlord, you know, like <laughs> if Morrissey was a landlord. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Stop me oh, oh But how how funny did <laughs> Um how funny. To think about being on both sides of that, though, as far as like being influenced, not influencer, you know, being into a musician, I've noticed that there were certain songs I'd listened to when I during my alcohol, active alcoholism that I listen to now that have completely different meanings. Do you know what I mean? Like, there'd be a song I'd listened to back then that had a it was a, a, like an anthem almost, mm-hmm. and now when I listen to it, I listen to it with like sadness and and like very forlorn. But um, not that I'm like, oh, I wish I were drinking. Just like, what a sad fucking song. Like the whole message behind this is heartbreaking, you know. Yeah, I um, I think, and I I, I haven't listened to a lot of Tom Waits recently, mm-hmm. but I feel like now I'm kind of like I want to go back and go through some of the later stuff that I haven't checked out. Yeah. Some of the Maybe stuff that should. that might be um more 
inspired by his sobriety. You know what I mean? Right. Like instead of his debauchery or his, I mean, I don't know what, what characters, because a lot of his stuff is all character driven, right? I mean, there's, right. you know, um, and I getting off the subject a little bit, but, and I'm just thinking of like writing about characters, him, and this is, they're not in the same vein, really, kind of, but Randy Newman does that Randy kind of Newman. stuff too. Okay. I thought you were going to say somebody else. There's another Who? one too. Who? Ben Folds, dude. Ben Folds. So. And Billy Joel. And Billy Joel. So there's. They all write characters. Yeah. They write characters, right? So they're complete, like these, these made up, totally imaginary for like their own point of view that right. don't relate to them themselves necessarily. But, um, so I, I'm going to have to go check out some Fucking later. Newman. <laughs> yeah, I think you should. <laughs> I, you know, I just, I was listening to this podcast about one of his songs and it was just, but it was, it was true. I think Harry right. Nilsson did that a little bit too, but, um, yeah. anyhow, uh, this is not that. And, but you know, one of the things too about this morning was me, kind of loafing around the house. I mean, I did my, you know, I did my workout and I did my, my, my practices in the morning and stuff. And I got up early, but I was kind of loafing and I was kind of putting off this whole, like, want to go sell cards for Green Camel Press. And this is a very long, um, promo for them, (laughs) but at the 12 minute mark here. (laughs) So, um, but if I had gone earlier or if I had gone later, I don't want to say that like, God put me in the right place at the right time to shake hands with Tom Waits necessarily, but what else did? Was it just an accident? Do you believe in in coincidences anymore, Jerry? Well, that's so funny, right? So I guess we should just get to the meat and potatoes of this recovery podcast. So there's people out there making dinner right now being like, get to the fucking recovery. We don't care about your nerd music. You guys get your pants pulled down in high school. Come on Mm -hmm. now. G, what is G for? G is for G-O-D. And yes, that is God. That's what G period, O period, D period. And and part of, you know, we, we talk, Jerry and I talk a lot about God, you know, with each other outside of this and, and on our own. But um, it can stand for a lot of things, you know. And um, I think that's what Jerry was getting to the point of is that <laughs> it's, it, you make it, you make of it what you want, Right. Right. So when you talk about coincidence, that's usually what I align my sense of a higher power with. I don't like the word God. I've never liked it. That G-O-D is like getting out them dicks, dog. You know? Oh, that's G-O-D-D-D. Getting out them dicks, dog. That's three Ds. That's still, that's but, God. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like that word it seems to be the placeholder for some type of spirituality, especially within the 12 step program. I mean, the 12 step program is the originator of that. You know, mm-hmm. they're like, you, this, you have a spiritual problem and the only thing that can remove it is this, your version of a sky dad, your and version like, of a spiritual solution, it's solution. Right. And, but it kind of fucks me up a little bit. So what is it about the word God? What is it about the, the that bothers you? I like higher power better. Just God is too stuffy. It's too stigmatized. It's to me, it's got a stigma to it. It just is too confining. Mm -hmm. You know, how many people will get turned off coming into working a, a program that may really fit for them because they're fucked up by the word God and how stigmatized, but I'm not saying they should change it. No, just, you know, you got to get over that big fucking fear and that stigma. So I, I hear two things in what you're saying. You don't like it because you value 
openness and inclusivity in all Word. people looking for recovery, but also yeah. I don't feel like you answered the question for yourself. I feel oh, like for me, for oh, what the problem is for me. Do you have do you have any religious background that yeah. troubles oh, you? Yeah, we were raised all Catholic, man. Come <laughs> okay. on, we were all fun. nobody fucking molested me or anything. No, but, uh, well, I'm... not the priests, but you know, um, <laughs> that was a fucked up joke. But anyway, um, I don't know. I don't know what it is with me and the word God. Maybe it's my anti-authoritarian thing I've had my whole life. This whole uh, wanting to push against status quo, wanting to push against anybody telling me what to do can mm-hmm. go fuck themselves. Like, I hate it. I hate being told what to do. Fair but enough. I'll do it, though. I am a great le- I'm a great follower. I'm just a begrudging follower. Like, if you're like, hey, go move that couch over there. I'll help you because I love you and I'll help you. But in my mind, I'm like, mm, I don't want to spend all the time moving this fucking couch. You know what I mean? Like, there's no good intention behind it. It's just mm-hmm. like, fine, I'll do it because I'm obligated. And this reminds me of when Jerry and I lived together and uh, talking about being begrudgingly. <laughs> and we we would, you know, it would be like some, it would be his turn to do the dishes. And that was just, I mean, we all took turns. We all did the dishes. I'm like, yo, dude, are you going to do the dishes? And Jerry would say, yeah, I'll do them right now in a little while. Right and now, so, right now. And so it was then, right now in a little while. Yeah. So it was, and then it was like, dude, are you going to do it right now in a little while? Or are you going to do it right now, right now? And then it became this sort of thing. Cause like, I was just like, man, I just don't want to have to do your fucking dishes again. Right. <laughs> and know? I was just like, do my dishes, bro. <laughs> Pretty much. I was like too drunk to do dishes probably. <laughs> but <laughs> uh-huh. I don't, you know, my problem with it is it's not that. It's hard for I. It's not hard for me to verbalize. I just I honestly think it's this anti-authoritarian. Yeah. Being raised really Catholic, yeah. uh, we weren't even raised super Catholic though. We went to the Catholic Church a lot, but my parents weren't were not religious really. They found religion once they went into AA and mm-hmm. they converted to Episcopalianism. But I just saw so many mean things happening to people around me in the name of religion. Growing up in a small mexican-american town you know like people Mm -hmm. were treated really badly in the name of like god and jesus and shit so i don't know man i have weird conflicting things with it because i love the idea of a higher power right i love the idea of something greater than me and i Mm -hmm. love the idea of um surrender and saying well this problem can't be solved i can't solve this problem i'm just gonna let it go and put it like as they say quote unquote in god's hands or put it in the universe's hands I like that idea because sometimes it's overwhelming and you can't carry all the weight. You can't. You got to find somewhere else to put that weight, you know, or put it down and come back to it later. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I'm cool with all that shit. It's just the the God word itself. I think a lot of people are turned off by the God word. Think about our shared friend who called us up and wanted to go in the program. And I was like, yo, dude, be careful. You know, just keep in mind they talk about they use the God word a lot. I don't want that to scare you away. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? He's like, yo, bro, I went to Catholic school my whole fucking life. I told this story to me the other day. No one laughed. It was all crickets. It was Uh like if I had just farted in a bag and threw it in the middle of the room. I was like, I'm not playing it up for the laugh ever again. But um, I think, I mean, I think that's funny. I don't know why they didn't, but I mean, yeah, I, yeah, it is. I thought it was funny too. When you told me I laughed my ass off because it's like, oh, duh, fucking light bulb, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. I just okay. that word. Yeah, I don't know. I've I've always taken that 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 same perspective on it as well. That God is is this thing that's well, one was never there for me if it ever existed, 
or if he ever existed. And it was never, I always feel like for me, it was, it seemed like something that was indoctrinated and I was not going to be indoctrinated because I knew better. And, you know, who the fuck was I to say I knew better, you know, but it was me just, again, not wanting to deal with authority, not liking authority, right. knowing how to manipulate authority, knowing, knowing how to, um, I knew how to gain some authority in certain situations, but I didn't want to deal with it myself. And, and I, God, I, I use the word Lord when I write in my books or, you know, when uh-huh. I write in my journals, I'll say, Lord. And maybe it's just because Lord sounds, um, I don't know, it sounds sort of ancient formal? or formal like or medieval. Shit, yeah, you? I yeah, do. Like, I, I feel like I'm some monk weird, scribe man. in the 1600s <laughs> or something. I don't know. So, Because I, I was messing around with a few of them, like when I would write in my, my journal and I was like, higher power. And I was like, hmm. I don't like the way that flows. Like, and it, so Lord just became, because I don't, mine does not have a, my God doesn't necessarily have a physical manifestation or a, a definable character traits just yet. Right. My, well, I always say the bear, right? And the yeah. bear's kind of a, more of a placeholder for me to think of something right. that is greater than me, right? Mm-hmm. But then I start thinking about the way the literature had been written in this 12 step program and, this is spiritual problem, which requires a spiritual solution. But then if you're thinking about them using God in this omnipresent Christian sense, why would you need God to take away the problem that God gave you in the first place? Do you know what I'm saying? But then that's where you get into the puzzle wrapped in, a, in the chowder and the enigma and all that mm-hmm. shit. You know? The puzzle and the chowder. Yeah, the puzzle and the chowder, the puzzle piece. So it's really weird, right? So that I know is not what we're talking about because I know neither of us really, uh, well, at least I'm not talking about, I can't speak for you, but I don't really uh, subscribe to that belief that that like God took all these problems away from me. You know, I, I, I don't I don't feel like it's like that for me. I, I Well, I, if I may, I think that you had a, you had a lot to do with it. Yeah, um, I would like had, to think so. You, but I didn't have everything to do with it. Do you know what I no. mean? Like yeah you i have to you know i had to like you i had to get out of my own way and i had to i had to i have to come to believe in something greater than myself right that's the that's the line i have to come to believe and it's like okay well why do i have to come to believe in something greater than myself or why what i don't i don't like the way that because i'm not i'm i can't it makes me feel like i'm not in control of my own life and all these years, it's like all I've been trying to do is just claw and nail and fight for some kind of control, constantly failing at it, constantly let, having it slip away, never really having it, you know. And a, a lot more enlightened people than me have said that, you know, control is an illusion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I begin to really believe that as these things that are in front of me, I go, yeah, I can't control any of this shit. And every time I try, something falls apart. When I go, you know what? I, there's nothing. I can't control this. I have a much better time with things. <laughs> you right. You know what I mean? Yes. And it's a great way of learning acceptance because you can't, mm. I mean, the idea of wanting to have control of your life when you had absolutely no control of your life to begin with, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you're giving yourself this illusion. I'm giving not just you, but me as well, I'm giving myself this illusion that if I fight and scratch and claw at it hard enough, it'll happen and I can force it to happen. 
and I can actually get it in my hands and get it malleable when I never had, I couldn't even get my hands around it, you know? Mm-hmm. So for me, like the God thing was always this place, placeholder, the bear, the God, the coincidence, you know, you mentioned coincidence, which is a big one to me too. The idea of that was always just because I knew I couldn't hold, once I got sober, I knew I couldn't hold it all at once. All of it. Every, I'm talking the weight of like rent and bills and wife and daughter and responsibility and sobriety and recovery and assholes and fucking roommates and coworkers and you know what I'm saying? Like I couldn't hold it all. I emotionally could not, it was like a raw, it was like a raw fucking nerve walking around out there in the world. Every breeze hurt. You know, like, cause I just, I had yeah. no more, none of my armor was all gone because the armor was all shit anyway. And, um, I think that was my easy way to just say, all right, I'm going to take all of this stuff that's extraneous and just put it in the bear's hands. You hold it bear. I don't want it no more. And mm-hmm. then if the bear doesn't solve it, then maybe I can come back and double back around to it later and take things out once I've learned how to deal with them or learned how to cope with them. Mm-hmm. But I, it's hard for me to sit and be like. God has removed my alcoholism. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? My my obsession. God has removed it. You know, I I don't I feel like that's something naturally that occurs over time. Do you know what I mean? Like just time and practicing good habits you learned with the tools through whatever program you're working, you know. You mean the one that 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 God has laid out for you? <laughs> Boom. You know what I'm I don't saying? Know. I mean, so I that's don't know. the circle. I don't know. I don't know yeah. Man. No, I, I hear I'm you. Just... It's a big old bagel, dude. It's a big old so, bagel. So I have to assume, um, for me, uh, yeah, if he gave me these problems, then, then, or, or did he give me these problems? Did God right. give me these problems? Well, or did the I, did I, did I create them for myself? Did they, were they, was it not my, my parents, you know, in right. some way or their parents, right. parents, or their parents, 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 and that sort of thing. And so it's this passed on thing that we are taught a certain way and that we were not, that it, we weren't, the, that I wasn't taught the right way or I wasn't taught the, the, a more spiritual way because that feels better. You know, it's, it's, it's easy to dismiss it because it sounds kind of corny, like, well, you know, I wasn't taught a spiritual way as a child or, or well, then that would just be another kind of indoctrination and I will not be indoctrinated. But when I get into that mode of thinking, then I'm always mm-hmm. on the defense. My arm, like you said, my armor is never enough. It's always like I'm a level one player going into right. the wrong part of the map, you know, and you're yeah, like, <laughs> your shit's all made out of wood. <laughs> And you're exactly. way up in the fucking swamps. You shouldn't be in the swamps, man. Not, no, you got, <laughs> no, you not with like all that wood on, dude. Yeah. You know? So, and God, what I like, and I, I don't know if you've read this book yet, but the uh, I, I mentioned this a few weeks back, but the um, Pete Holmes book. God, I haven't read it sex, yet. Yeah, you, bring it, you like it. You like it. Well, the thing I like is what he says about God, because he was a devout Christian as a young man. Um, and then he became, you know, he was going to become a preacher or pastor of, um, and he went into comedy instead and he kind of threw away all that like Christianity stuff. Uh, but in, I think in some weird way, he's become the preacher, the pastor that he always felt that he was going to be just a, he's just a comedian who swears and talks about Ram Dass a lot, but he says that God is a metaphor and is a metaphor for what? Well, that's why we have to use this this word is because we don't know we can't define it we can't describe it we can't we don't have I should say I 
I don't have the words. I don't have the human words to describe when something feels so good or so right or when I, when I hit those moments of like, I think that I'm on the right path. And then, mm-hmm. and then I think, oh, I should, I should stop and control more of this and get more of this. And then that's when I fall off the path because I started to use my own thinking as soon as I got excited about feeling good about being on the right path. So it's a metaphor. So it can mean whatever you want. I mean, you know, like that God thing. And I, so I say, Lord, I say higher power. I like higher power. Um, I think divine creator is good. Um, well, because it could <laughs> That's just a be a good one. Yeah. But the divine I, I creator you. could, doesn't necessarily have to be like anthropomorphize this thing. It could just be the no. fucking miasma of cosmos and whatever. Right. And a bunch of crystal and whale noises and shit. Crystals and whale noises. I mean, that's some good yeah. stuff to fall asleep to. That actually is. You just rub <laughs> the crystals on your face, play the whale noises, and Megan's like, get the fuck out of here. Uh huh. Well, I mean, and I'm I mean, like, you... shh, relax, baby. The whales we... will take you. <laughs> we could make fun of people who, you know, like use crystals and stuff, but I know that you and I both have an amulet in our front pockets that we we cherish per, that are pretty important to us mine's on my keychain yeah key but chain, i hear right you. yeah no exactly so, it's once again a placeholder a um yeah it's a, a reminder a yeah, sigil a reminder. Uh, mm-hmm. an amulet uh whatever mm-hmm. so i guess it's more about for me is kind of demystifying it and sort of breaking it down into little chunks where i go another one i like is like um my higher power is just a higher version of myself so to your point about um you know well if god was the one who gave me all these problems and why is god going to take it away and why would he give them to me in the first place when i did right. it, you know little by little you're just slowly building up your your higher self you know mm-hmm. um so what is god what is God? You you always use the bear metaphor as a play. You you know you say the placeholder as if you were in a fight with right. a bear. If it was you and a bear and you were both naked in the woods, it's a power greater than me. <laughs> it it really is. It's a power greater than me. But then it came to represent nature, the chaotic nature of the universe. Do you know what I mean? Like just being out in the world and uncertainty. Mm-hmm. being out of control because at this point like i kind of like not having control anymore so i over certain aspects of my life so they would always tell me like oh why don't yeah i would get offered psychedelics all the time like mm-hmm. mushrooms and lsd and shit and i'd be like no i don't like that shit because i always feel out of control as i was like drinking half a fifth of whiskey and blacking out you know what i mean and trying to fight like a fucking bouncer like that was control was that control you know but it was more along the lines of I was really afraid to see things and freak the fuck out, right? But now mm-hmm. I kind of like this concept of letting go of control. You know what I mean? And just trusting in the pro- trust in the process. Wasn't that one of our things? Mm-hmm. Wasn't that like yeah. tea of the last season or whatever? I like that now of just trusting in the process to work, of, of just letting go of control. I like the concept of powerlessness. I fucking love it. And people hate it. See, that's their other version of God. If With the new, the new person coming in who's resistant to the idea of the program will either say, I don't fuck with that God shit or I am not powerless. You know what I mean? And I, 
I really like the powerless one a little bit more than the whole word God. You know, when I put my right. hands up like this, I just mean the word God itself. But I don't want anybody to change anything. I'm not. I'm just saying to me personally. But the mm-hmm. powerlessness one I do like because I am powerless over alcohol. And you like that one right away. That was no I problem I did because I, I have no problem yeah. with that because what the fuck? I, I wouldn't be in this room if I wasn't powerless over fucking alcohol. I didn't mm-hmm. show up here because this is a great time in the beginning. I have a good time now. Some of those people are funny as fuck, but like I am. And it's not just like, oh, I can't walk by booze without drinking it. No, I can't not, I can't not drink just one drink. I can't. I can I can't have one drink and that's when I become powerless over alcohol because alcohol has now been introduced to me so now I have lost all my power over being able to control myself with it. Mm-hmm. But alcohol's out there in the world. You work with it. I well maybe not anymore but I mean I walk by it every day. I see it every fucking day. And and speaking of which, talking about this the god thing, there's a bar right by my house and I have to pass it to get to the Safeway. And mm-hmm. I pass it sometimes two or three times a day because Megan's like, hey, will you go get bananas? And I'm like, fuck, I forgot fucking bananas. And so I'll walk by it multiple times. I'll look through the window, you know, when I walk by because they're playing pool in there and they have like a shuffleboard. And I got 80, I got cut off at that bar actually that I walked by. It was the first bar I got cut off at. And yeah, on Sunday yesterday, I walked by to go get oatmeal or something and they had the sign out for Sunday. And it was all like this play on the on church and spirituality and it said come worship it said come worship at the altar of alcohol Mm. and i fucking loved it i thought it was funny because when i was drinking i was be like oh yeah we're gonna go you know how many fucking hacky ass poems did i write about the bar being like a fucking church like i wrote must have wrote hundreds of hacky ass poems about fucking whiskey being communion water and wine or whatever holy water wine yeah but the idea of it now is like it's like kind of sad as fuck dude like it makes me sad to like come worship at this altar of alcohol like that's it that's all you that's the beauty in your life that's the thing that's those are that is your do you know what i'm saying like it's hard to verbalize it but yeah that's kind of sad man it made me feel sad but it is. Sad. I know somebody's trying to be cheeky and funny on a Sunday, and I get it because I'm a I'm a drunk. I'm like, <laughs> way to show those squares what's up. But as somebody who's made their living off of alcohol, you know, mm-hmm. I, I I get it. You want it to be fun and cheeky and mm-hmm. go go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you want it to be cheeky and fun, so you you kind of you want to enjoy your job, and maybe working at this bar on a Sunday afternoon is not like. The most glamorous thing in the world, so you can oh, have a little bit of fun. Probably and... sucks, dude. Yeah, it probably sucks. To so be honest with you. I get it, and so I wouldn't, I wouldn't disparage them. But at the same time, no, what I, is the wrong word. What I know now about myself, for myself, is like that is depressing. And yes, I was out, the, like I said this afternoon, and I was doing my thing, and I just sold fifty greeting cards, Christmas cards, to this place, and I was super stoked. I was like, yeah, man, like. That's awesome. So I did that, and I'm walking down the street, and I'm like, I just saw Tom Waits, and he's across the street. I'm going to go walk over there and say hi to him. And as I cruise by, there's one of those dark bars with the neon lights, and it's it goes from sunshine and beautiful to, like, you can see it and kind of get that weird, you know, that stale beer smell in the carpet mm-hmm. and the hardwood or whatever. And I'm like, man... If I hadn't quit drinking, I would have been in there already. I would have missed out on all these other things. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and I right. see that a lot. Not, 
I don't go to San Francisco too much, but um, that's that's another place where you go and you just be walking and all this life and all these things are going on and there's no shortage of like dark, dingy, weird little bars, you know? And yeah, I I can't imagine ever going back to that, you know? Like I can't imagine wanting to. I, that's so I'll say that I can't imagine wanting to yeah. um, I feel like you know relapse and stuff I don't have any experience with that I, I hope no, to never have any experience but I think it would take a a, a strong <laughs> I was gonna say a strong cocktail of bad things happening include and also me not working any kind of program certainly no kind of spiritual program no kind of um of just daily maintenance if i just kind of just stopped doing this shit if i stopped thinking about it if i stopped you know all of it then and then all this bad shit happened that's when that those thoughts would creep into my head and be like yeah it's fine it's okay like it's all right it's okay dude shit is hard right now right and now i mean things are things are not unmanageable things are fucking difficult they're difficult like life is hard and i i I say that with a lot of gratitude for the shit that i have today you know yeah of course i say that i say that knowing that i have clean running water and um i have a place to sleep at night and i have food and i have money and i have you know i have employment and i you know so it's still hard. There's still my brain still wants to kind of like fuck with me a little bit and wants to call me names and wants to play little tricks and wants me to do all the dumb shit that I don't want to do. But um but yeah, I don't know. I mean I, I feel like I just wake up and we always say one day at a time, but um it's the easiest way that I know how to live. It's like just right, and, get and you're it over. S- you're seeing the benefits of it. We're both seeing the benefits right, of it. right. So, right. so if I see something's good, and I'm like, oh, I should do that again now that I, I, because when I was drinking, the only thing that I that I saw any results from was drinking more, and right. I ignored the pain and I ignored the wreckage and the carnage and the destruction. Um, you know, I never really thought, I didn't think about anybody else. And, um, I know last week I talked a lot about anxiety with my family and I went on that trip and I, yeah, how was that? It was great. It was really great. And I got to hang out with my brother. I'd love to hang out with him more. I got to go swimming with my nephew and we took the GoPro underwater and he was doing all kinds of flips and shit. And he's like nine Mm -hmm. years old and right. And, um, one thing too is I got to sit and talk with my mom and I, I recorded it for the podcast so I'm gonna get that so we sat down for about an hour and I asked her to go through and um, we talked about how her as a non-alcoholic had been affected by being around alcoholics almost her entire life and yeah wow that's an interesting that's very so, interesting yeah so I it's just it be, and you know the thing that occurred to me as I was talking to her is that you and I sit here and we talk about, you know, our own experiences, which I think is important. Right. And, and we, um, we talk about all the things that we have gone through and the, and the struggles that we have put ourselves through. And it's really easy to forget, like, 
there are other people involved, you know? And now I can think about the things that I'm doing in a positive light, you know? Like, I didn't realize, like, how much shit my mom went through, and she wasn't an alcoholic. She's not an alcoholic, right? And so she's... right. She had to deal with, you know, stepdads and moms and my father and, you know, me. You know, one of the things we were kind of laughing about was... I was like, I hope that my alcoholism didn't really affect you too much. And she's like, well, no, not really. I mean, you were always kind of far away, so it didn't really affect yeah. me. You know? mm-hmm. so. And you did live with her for a brief period of time, but for that was like, what, three months or something? No, yeah, about so a year? Oh, about yeah. Less than a year. But mm-hmm. but I don't think there was enough time to do any real damage. But um, right. still, you know. Did a lot of sneaky drinking, but nothing. Lots of sneaky drinking. Yeah. Um. So, and that'll be out when I, you know, when I, when I put it together. But, um. It was just a really, it was, it was very eye-opening mm-hmm. to think about how my life can affect other people and now how my life can affect other people, hopefully positively, if not, you know, just benignly. But <clears throat> I don't know. I just, I think that, that, I think that the word, whatever word you pick, it doesn't matter. Pick a word. Right. We yeah. just need to move on. <laughs> you know, we need to, we need to, so, fur- huh? we need to further the conversation. I you guess know? you don't even really need to pick a word for it. You could just make a noise or a whistle sound or something. You, you could know whistle? I mean? like, yeah. yeah, you could. Yeah, that's it right there. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's how we used to fucking refer to beer mm. where I grew up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah well, Mexican-American culture. Yeah, definitely. Beer is like, you know. Oh, like get a little. You can't hear that tooth whistling, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got any, you know, you got any, you got any of that, you know? They'd be like, orale. I got like two Chavez right here, fool. <laughs> That's you drink great. You drink the yeah, and then you do whatever. But regardless of that, it could just be an, I mean, yeah. And, and, and uh, you know, my difficulties with it aren't so much that I would leave whatever program I'm working, that I would leave whatever routine is working for me right now. I wouldn't, I would hope to not have to go back to drinking again. I would hope to not want to go back to drinking. What I'm doing right now is making me not want to go back to drinking again, so... But Fuck more man, than that, right? Know? I mean, it's it it's uh, it's not just. I'm doing I, more than just surviving. I'm, right. I am thriving in my life. Yes, my life is going really well. But when I break down the idea of God right. and the base, my whole base of this when I started was to not drink, and now every day I learn more and more is to make my life better. And so now my life's here, but I still look at my basement base, and it's always like, don't drink, and then everything else is the rest of the shit. You know, like. Pay bills. Don't be mean to your kid when you first wake up. You know, don't get mad at your wife. Don't fucking run away every time there's a problem. Cause I'm I'm gone in my mind. I've already mm-hmm. ran halfway to fucking Mexico. You know, every single time. All this shit. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it, it's but I don't know, man. Just giving it a name is. It's not bad to give it a name, but. I think I just don't think that it. I I I just think that the word. That that I in the context that I use it with you mm-hmm. or anybody yeah. else, it is only so that we can further the conversation. Because if we right. get stuck on the syntax, is that the right word? Right. The, no, the, it is the syntax. Yeah, or the vernacular or the whatever. Vernacular, or the vernacular, the syntax, just, whatever it is. If I'm just um, whistling to you every time I want to express it, I'm just like, yeah, me and whistle noise. <laughs> um, it's it's just so that we can talk further about this because I feel mm-hmm. like it's. I feel like there's there are other there are lots of higher powers going on. Like it's possible that my god is it's more of a 
polytheistic spiritual experience. Right. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and so I wanted to, if you, there's a few different, um, G-O-D, what it stands for, right? So I wrote oh, down good. a few. Um, I, I didn't know if you were going to read a poem right now or something. <laughs> no. Which geez. is fine too. I mean, we could incorporate some poetry. There's at this. The end of this. Oh, I mean, there's I this guy. Who, I, there's poems. a guy who leads our one of them, one of the meetings I go to, and he's cool, man. And he finishes the meeting with like just a short poem, mm-hmm. just like I think he's like has something to do with writing or something or English. He might be a teacher or something, but I like it. Mm-hmm. it but sometimes when like the new dude comes in who's like shaky and shivering out of the rain, he's like, I wrote a poem, and then he'll like won't share. He'll just read a poem he wrote. I, I don't like those as much. I mean, I don't dislike them, and I'm not like, yo, your poem's whack, dude. You'd never be a slam champion. But I'm just like... <laughs> it seems a little I'm disingenuous. Just, no, not disingenuous is the wrong mm. word. It seems a little too personal. I can hear too a guy personal. talk about fucking awful shit, but for some reason when you show me your art, it makes me hella uncomfortable. It's like seeing your penis or something. I don't know yeah. why. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Anyhow, that's my hang-up, dude. I need to meditate on that shit. Yeah, I mean, we all got our hang-ups here. Uh, it, it's, I was thinking, because I remember for a long time in the rooms, I was like, one of these days somebody's going to ask me to share, man, and I need to have it like written down. And I had this whole idea where I was going to read a poem about like when I was drinking and smoking cigarettes and all this stuff, and then I had this poem that I had written. Like I just... I woke up one morning and I wrote this poem about the fucking birds in the front yard and it was a beautiful mm-hmm. day and I was like, I'll start it with this one and then I'll I'll write, you know, I'll have what I'm going to say and then I'll end it with this one. Like I had this whole thing planned out, right? And it wasn't, you know, you know how it goes. Someone's right. like, hey, uh, dude didn't show up. Can you, uh, I know you just woke up and it's five minutes still. Right. But we Glad need to, to be here. Glad to be sober. <laughs> and I love that shit. And I'm like, uh, I'm not allowed to say no, you know, or, or, you know, it's, it's, it's suggested that you don't say no. So I didn't say, and I did it anyway, but I did not, I did not read any poems. Well, if we ever go to a meeting together, you better bust out those poems so I can get mad uncomfortable. I'd love it. (laughs) It'd be worth it. So here's, I just, here's some suggestions that I, uh, and you can throw out any that you could think of, but, Mm -hmm. um, the one that the most standard one I think is uh, good orderly direction. Right. I like and that's that what I like about, like, that's the one that's always like, well, what's the next right thing to do? What's the next best decision that I can make? Um, group of drunks is a yeah, good one. Yeah. People, people like that one a lot. Yeah. Um, get out, devil. <laughs> See, I was thinking, get out, dude. Get out, dude. I like devil better, though. But dude's kind of funny. It's like your brother's in your room and get he's out, like, dude. going through your shit. Yeah. Um, gift of desperation. Well, yeah. yeah. So, and I think um, for anybody who may not understand that one, uh, I think that for me it was, they talk about the gift of desperation because. I love that shit too, actually. It's not until I was so desperate and hurting for help that I was willing to go get it. Right. Mm -hmm. So you just, I would just, I was living in this sort of very below mediocre, miserable swampy gross life and it wasn't until things finally broke you know so i that's why yeah. the desperation was a gift because you um, get good shit out of it after a while yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this one uh gifts offered daily 
So I yeah. think that's kind of cool. That's very sweet, right? right? Put that on a doily. Mm-hmm. Give others dignity. Yeah. So I think I like that one because, you know, again, I can be very self-centered. Um, group. And this one, this is one that I kind of switched around with something else that I saw, but group-oriented development. Because, you know, I feel like a lot of people get um, – they get a lot of support from their community. They get a good feeling when they, they get around other people who are trying to stay sober, who are getting sober, who have relapsed and come back. And, and so that whole idea is I like the group-oriented development. And then yeah. the, la- the last one that I, that I wrote down was garlic oil drizzle. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one too, right? Garlic oil. <laughs> and then I was just trying to think of some other ones like grapes of draft. But that's I not. thought like yeah, grapes, oranges, and durian, and durian fruit. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. or gnarly old dick. It's all gonna come <laughs> back to dicks for me, dude. Um. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so Get, I mean, it's just yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. really whatever, whatever works, right? I mean, right. I mean, this. It's. I don't. I think we're both. I as far as this conversation is concerned, I think both you and I are in a agreement pretty closely yes. i think of course we're two different people so we're gonna have our two different takes on on what works for us and what appeals to us and what's comfortable what our comfy fit is what our relaxed fit is mm-hmm. you know like you know you like yours a little loose in the seat now like mine a little loose in the crotch or whatever mm-hmm. you know but like i i think we're in the same boat i've i i think i'll always have resistance to things and i have to slowly try them out until i realize they work and right now five years into this fucking process it's like starting to sink in that if i just if i let go good things tend to happen yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and if i'm grateful for those good things happening and i give that gratitude out to everything around me not just people but to just the silent room if i just sit in the backyard and just sing it to a tree if i just let the fucking sky know that i'm grateful i'm putting that positive shit back out of the world it sounds so crazy saying it out loud i feel like such a kook bag but it's true like mm-hmm. i'll sit outside sometimes and just be like thank you thanks this works i um if is I that coco back there hark- no. honking the horn <laughs> yeah um I, I i just uh <laughs> i'm just picturing i can't imagine jerry wagner five years ago talking about singing his gratitude to a tree in the backyard so it's I like singing different shit to a tree in the backyard <laughs> the piano has been drinking right like, hey, i mean no tom waits i'll show you um, tom waits buddy it's so true because it doesn't require you know for me to have to to give it to for somebody else to be audience to it right yeah sometimes mm-hmm. being alone and just having like pushing that gratitude out there imagining that an aura a light a power a whatever feeling like out there and then i go oh man did i just imagine that my gratitude went around the world and back like how amazing is that i'm gonna go to work now you know right. or whatever it is like i just i feel so much better right um and I wanted to share with you like this other story, and I, I'm gonna send you the the podcast. It's a rich roll podcast, and this guy, and I don't know if this relates exactly. This talks about death more than it does about God, but there's this one of the things is like we talk God about maybe being at a higher power, a higher level, a higher even a higher dimension, and um, he this guy works a lot with people who are dying. 
and people who are in the last stages of their life. And his name is like um, Dr. Zach Bush. So it's the Rich Roll Podcast with Dr. Zach Bush, the most recent one. And he was talking about how these naturalists were out in the forest and the eagles were, were swimming around or flying around the lake and they were looking for fish, right? They were hunting. And they would just, they would circle and circle and they would watch. And it was almost as if not like the eagles would have to go all the way down and, um, and grab the fish out of the water, but the fish would actually jump in the air a little bit so that, so that the eagles could grab it. Like the fish was saying, it's time for me to go. And oh. so the thing that, and this is the cool part that kind of tripped me out was, um, the doctor was saying at that moment, can you imagine being that fish at the last stage of your life and you're so high up in the sky and you get to see the mountain range like as a fish what is that what's what is <laughs> right, that view yeah. what is that moment like like what is that and to me part of it was this i just had this thought of like that's what god is is you know being a fish and getting to see the mountain range and i i don't right. know if my analogy is perfect but yeah. it was a super cool talk with this guy and and he tells the story a lot better and he yeah. has a lot more, you know, um, sources that he could cite about this. Right. But, yeah. But I was like, just a, I was imagining being a fish in the last, taking my last breaths and being able to sit. What? How does a fish even process what a mountain range looks like? I don't right. know. Right. Right. So, I guess the point, my point, is just it doesn't matter what, what you call it, call it what you want to call it. I'm a fucking alcoholic, to quote Exhibit, from. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is that an actual? Is that an exhibit? Is, is, is he one of us? No, this is. I think this is. In, he might be now, but he, this was during his active alcoholism. Call it what you wanna call it. I'm a oh no, I meant is he just an alcoholic in general? Whenever I say one of us, I guess we think yeah. of one of us in two different ways. As recovered and. Oh yeah. yeah, there's to me. There's always recovered and whenever I'm like, oh, he's one of us. Like mm-hmm. he's got the bug. Yes, he does. He's I, still dancing. He's well, still he's dancing <laughs> with the bug right now. Well, he sang, he sang about it in like 2001 or uh-huh. something. I don't know where he's at. He's now. just probably a party dude. Yeah, but yeah. Um, and then, uh, lastly, you know, I, I, again, it when we talk about it, doesn't matter what it is. Maybe not lastly. I mean, you can say whatever you want, but um, we can go on for the next six hours if you want. We could do like right. A, Dan Carlin hardcore history version. Jeez. Yeah, just <laughs> two fucking dudes in their mid forties talking about God. <laughs> um, I there was this meme that was like something like AA member. No, we're not an occult. And then there's like other AA member. Yeah, sometimes I my higher power is a doorknob or something like that. Right. And it was something stupid. And I, I think the point of it was is that Pick something that works for you. And if the doorknob right. is your higher power, man, then fucking give it all to the doorknob. You know? Right. I'd like the joke about AA not being a cult because in a cult, people do what you tell them to do. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Um, but uh, I don't know, man. I'm just, yeah. I, I don't know if there's. I'm sure there's plenty more to say on the topic of God. And yeah, I'm sure that. Well, we'll, and we would love to hear from any listener who has anything. You get you get them emails sometimes. So you just keep mm-hmm. them from us. You mm-hmm. just keep them. You just I hoard swear. up all that goodness. I don't have. Yeah, any, I didn't get any emails this week. But, but you know, if you have any, uh, we'd like to hear your uh, 
version of whatever works for you. And if it's not a higher power, it's not a concept of God. If there's a routine you go through, if there's just if you're just living life and you're fucking great without drink anymore, let us know. Uh, I'm fucking mad curious about how you people do this shit because mm-hmm. I think I'm doing it right, but most of the time I'm probably doing it all fucked up. So I'd love to hear your concept of it as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, please write us in to let us know and um I'd be happy to uh, read your email on the air as a right. And then you'll be internet famous to yeah. all 50 of our listeners. Mm-hmm. And we had we had a couple in the, No, we got a couple hundred around the world. Yeah, we got a couple yeah. hundred. There's yeah. a couple of That's ads. my self-deprecating humorous is how I roll, dude. <clears throat> I'm trying to seduce you, man. <laughs> You're doing a good job. Thanks again for listening. Our music, as always, is by Neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com. And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at aisforalcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah.